Welcome to the Strictly Business Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Grodson, and we are coming to you from Elk Grove Village, Illinois, home to the nation's largest industrial park. The Strictly Business Podcast brings you news and information about the village's diverse business community, highlighting the people and companies that create, invest, and live in Elk Grove Village. Welcome back to the Strictly Business Podcast. My name is Nick Radcliffe, your host for today, and I'm joined by a very special guest, Mayor Craig B. Johnson. How are you doing today, Mayor Johnson? Good, Nick. Glad to be here. Great, great. We have so much to cover in this episode, as this is the year in review, where we will cover all the exciting initiatives Elk Grove has accomplished this past year, even during the ongoing pandemic, which has caused many challenges for people all over the world. Let's go back to the beginning of the year. Can you tell our listeners how we assisted not only the residents of the community, but the businesses that reside here? Well, as you said, Nick, it was a very unique year. I don't think there's elected official alive that was around the last pandemic we had because that was over 100 years ago. But, um, you know, obviously we had to adjust, adapt to the changing issues going on. And one of the first things we thought about and were able to institute, luckily, was we knew vaccinations were one of the key elements to get the business community, the residential community, kind of back on normal footing. So we were very fortunate, one of the very few towns early on, to actually host vaccination clinics. And we were lucky we didn't do one, we actually got to do two. And we partnered with um, Jewel Food Stores, mm-hmm. who provided the vaccinations, and we held the first one was mainly geared toward people 65 and over, and first responders that were not already taken care of. And it turned out unbelievably successful. Our guys did a phenomenal job um, from getting people in and out safely to security issues to just partnering with the park district that let us use the pavilion to do it. And it went beyond belief. And actually went so well that Jewel Food Stores asked us to do another one. Mm -hmm. And that one was geared for anybody that was wanting to get a shot. And what's nice was, it was tied to Elk Grove residents and Elk Grove businesses. So if you either lived here or worked here at a company, you were welcome to come. But it was unique because we didn't let anybody else in. It was tied to Elk Grove. And we were able to give vaccinations to over 4,500 people between uh-huh. those two clinics. And that's a huge amount here in Elk Grove. And what people forget now, because today is so easy, Nick, you walk any jewel, any Walgreens, CVS, sit down, they'll give you a shot right now, regular shot or a booster, no problem. But back then, people were clamoring to get their shot. We actually, had, I had people call me, Mayor, is there someone I can get in? I know I'm not 65 yet, but you know, I'm 60. People were actually clamoring to get it. It's, you know, we don't see that now, but that was less than a year ago going on. So we're very proud, we got it done. It went off without a hitch, took care of people. A lot of seniors came in, which is the most vulnerable group. And it really made Elk Grove proud. And again, we had businesses coming. We had one business bringing 80 employees in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it worked out well and really set Elk Grove up to be in the forefront of keeping the community, keeping the business community going during this pandemic. No, that was fantastic. And not only did we offer opportunities for vaccines, we again assisted the business community and people all over the Chicagoland area by hosting two job fairs. Can you share more about those successful job fairs? Yeah, what happened was, you know, Nick, besides being mayor, I'm also an owner of a business here in Oak Grove. Um, proud to say the oldest business here in Oak Grove. Um, but what happened was, driving around town, I never saw so many help wanted signs 
ever. I mean, I've been here 61 years, my whole life. Never seen that kind of signs. So as I talked to some business owners here in the village, um, it became pretty clear that they were really struggling to get people to work at their businesses. And what people don't realize is our business park during the pandemic was never shut down. You know, you saw like Woodfield Mall shutting down. You saw some areas they completely shut down, sports teams, all the rest. We were open because so many of our businesses are considered essential. Uh, we have one company that makes the wiring for ventilators. Mm -hmm. They have a patent on it. They're the only one who can do it. I mean, they were running three shifts. Um, another one was a label maker, and they went on sanitizers. They went three shifts because they had a patent on the one that fit on certain types of containers. So our business park was humming, but the problem they were having was they couldn't get employees. So we thought, okay, let's run a job fair. And we were running the job fair, we thought, in the summer. So we did it in July. You know, people be around, all that. And we had a great turnout. We had, you know, we had over 100 businesses, or 130 businesses show up. We had close to, you know, 500 people looking for jobs. And it was, you know, great turnout that. We actually had some people hired that day. But what we did see that was kind of disheartening was a lot of people were not really incentivized to get a job yet because unemployment was still paying a premium, extra money. Um, so people, a lot of people were just, you know, doing it. And the sad part, we saw quite a few people came in, just collected what we said, business cards. They went to every table, took a business card. And so finally we were going, what's going on? We talked to one of them and they said, well, we have to show unemployment that we're looking for jobs. So, you know, it was good. We did get jobs out of it. You know, got, you know, a couple dozen jobs were lined up. That was good. But in talking to our businesses that loved it, um, we decided let's wait till after September when the extra benefits were now retiring, were not going to be offered. And so we held another job fair in early November. And this job fair, again, went very well. Almost 100 businesses there and hundreds of people came to apply for jobs. But it was a little more, we thought, and the business owners thought, a little more serious than people looking for jobs this time because the benefits were running out not as much and so it went very well so between the two job fairs we had over 800 people looking for jobs over 200 businesses that came and we think at least about 50 of them got jobs out of it and i said we know some actually got hired the day of the job fair so it went very well the business were greatly appreciative of it and you know it's something we're going to keep our eyes on you know i'm not going to say we're never going to do it again we might but you know for right now uh, we thought it went well we're going to wait and see what happens over the next year as far as if something we may have to do again, the hope is we don't, that it's come back. But it's a, it's a different world, as you know, Nick, than we've had before. So we have to be firm but flexible on what we do in the future. No, that was great. And, you know, I had the honor of working on uh, preparing the job fairs, and it was fantastic to hear the feedback from the business community. And, and Mayor Johnson, you're correct. Uh, I saw firsthand uh, businesses bringing over a job seeker to their facility to work, you know, to sign the paperwork and start working that day. So it was really great to see. And Nick, what was neat about it too is, you know, I told people this is not all like McDonald's or Burger King, you know, fast food, minimum weight. No, there was six-figure jobs being offered to people. And a matter of fact, one person got hired in the, as in the HR department. I think it was making seventy-five thousand yeah. dollars a year. I mean, that's not small change. So um, it really was quite a cross section of our business park, which is what we do have. And you got people. Yes, it's starting jobs all the way up to making you know some pretty big executive uh, payroll. So it went very well. 
No, that's great. And this segues into another uh, fantastic topic. Supporting workforce development is very, very important to Elk Grove Village, which we have seen through the job fairs. Can you tell our listeners about what we do to support the young and upcoming workforce? Yeah, this goes back a ways. Uh, during our last Great Recession, we call it, back in the you know, 2008, 2010 area that time, there's companies out there that had job openings but couldn't find trained people for them. So we're going through the Great Recession, people looking for work, companies got openings, but the problem is they couldn't find good trained people. And the area I'm talking about is manufacturing. Uh, manufacturing is big in Oak Grove, with the second largest location outside Chicago in the state. Um, and we're tell, being told all the time by business owners, Mary, we love Oak Grove, we want to stay in Oak Grove, but I can't get employees here in Oak Grove. There's no trained people looking to work in our field. And if we can't find people, Mayor, we got to go someplace where we can. So we took that to heart and we started talking to the high school. Um, and what we said was, you know, when I went to Elk Grove High School back in the 70s, we had automotive class, we had printing classes, we had true manufacturing, you know, hands-on type work, blue-collar work, whatever you want to call it, were being trained at Elk Grove High School because not everyone was cut out to go to college. The bottom line is some people don't want to go to college. They like working with their hands, like doing other kind of work. So that was big. But back in the 80s and 90s, schools seemed to get walk away from that. Everyone needed to be trained for college. You have to go to college. you got to do college before you do anything else. And we kind of lost that connection. So working with the high school and talking to um, the Harper College and other areas, we um, decided then, they said, let's start doing that training again based on today's technology in manufacturing. So it's not like it used to be everything hands-on. A lot of it's computer-driven. You know, you have to know computer programming. You have to understand um, high technology to work with it, like our new tech park. We have manufacturing, but it's high technology manufacturing. So in the partnership with the high school, we wanted to put our money where our mouth was. So we made an agreement uh, back in 2018, which started in 2019, that Elk Grove would supply a $100,000 grant every year for five years to the high school. And that was to be used to one by equipment that the students could practice on, learn on. We've got some equipment donated, which we're thankful for some manufacturing companies, but other ones that were lacking, we provided that. So these young people could actually work on jobs with equipment that they're gonna use when they go out in the real world. So that was able to do that. And then um, we also gave an opportunity that they could work in the sheet metal area in particular, which is high need, and so we got more equipment going toward that to work with them, welding equipment, metal formers, shears, and stuff like that. But what was really neat that stepped up now is we now do internships. So we got young people that spend half a day at Elk Grove High School doing the regular school work, but also some training in manufacturing, and then actually go and work at actual manufacturers here in Elk Grove. One, they get paid, and two, they get real hands-on experience. So as we're involved in this program with the high school, it's getting more efficient, it's getting more effective, and more importantly, it's getting more popular, and our businesses are now getting a chance to hire these kids straight out of high school. And we tell people, in a couple years, these kids are making six figures. I mean, and again, it works out beautifully. Some of them take what we teach them on to college through Harper, and they continue the program. 
And some can just leave Elko High School and go right to work at a company. So it's gone a long way. We're glad we're partnering with the high school. They've been phenomenal to work with. Um, and again, it's just bringing what was done 50 years ago back to light today. And I think it's going to be very successful and make Elk Grove a better place to attract more businesses because they're going to have a steady stream of employees that are trained and willing to work right away. No, you bring up a great point. The business community wants a trained workforce and a young workforce, and you know, Elk Grove Village is taking that step to, to support that. This is all really great stuff, and it's very important that we don't not only support the next generation, but the businesses here in Elk Grove Village. If you're an avid listener to the Strictly Business Podcast or follow Elk Grove Village closely, we're a village that tends to think outside the box to raise brand awareness of our very amazing town here. Can you share some of the exciting news that we did this past summer? Well, when it comes to showcasing Elk Grove, uh, people may or may not remember, but we were the first town back in 2018 to sponsor a college bowl game. The Makers won a Bahamas Bowl. And again, it's a way to get our name out there you know, not just in the area, but nationwide, actually worldwide. Um, and you get an example, it works. Uh, when we did the Bahamas Bowl, um, if anyone goes down Bussy Road recently, they'll see a Love's fueling station. They're a big Love's fueling station for both cars and trucks. And that was a direct connection. Uh, one of the executives of Love's Fueling, which is a nationwide biggest road uh, uh, fueling company out there, um, was watching bowl games. He's a big college fan. Saw makers won at Bahamas Bowl. Started Googling Makers won it, saw Elk Grove, saw we might be a fit for the new prototype. They're open today. They opened up this past Labor Day weekend. And, um, you know, that's a company that's going to bring a million dollars to the village every year in tax revenue, jobs to the village, and meet a need we had, which is fueling for our trucks that are coming in and out of Elk Grove every day. So we did that, and we're starting to think, well, what can we do now? So um, we knew the Olympics were canceled in 2020 because of the pandemic. Coming back in 21, we knew the teams that compete in the Olympics, whether it's track and field, wrestling, whatever, had another year of training they didn't expect. So there were some financial needs that could be met. So we decided, well, you know, Elk Grove makes great products. America makes great athletes. Why don't we combine Makers Want It with Making Great Athletes? So we decided to sponsor um, Olympic sports teams, and we uh, were going to do one team, start off one team, $100,000 sponsorship. And what we did is we went out to the teams and said, tell us why Elk Grove Makers Wanted should sponsor your athletic program. And so we thought, oh, maybe one or two of them would do it. We got 14 different sports teams. And again, you know, you have a track and field team, a swimming team, a diving team, you know, a triathlon team, all that. 14 presented themselves. And we were so overwhelmed by that, we actually decided to do a gold, bronze, or silver and bronze winner. So we sponsored um, one team for 100,000, one team for 50,000, one team for 25,000. And we went with track and field got the gold, wrestling, USA Wrestling got the silver, and triathlon got the bronze. And it was neat because these athletes were absolutely phenomenal. They did events here in Oak Grove. They, you know, worked with Elk Grove, did some podcasting, did some actual events in the community. But they really were excited that they could be part of our community. And what we liked was it got the Makers Wanted brand out there once again throughout the world, all the way from, you know, Japan back to, um, you know, Europe to, uh, you know, United States. And it went very well. Matter of fact, they judge sponsors on how many medals are won by the sponsor's teams that they sponsored. Mm -hmm. 
and we actually came in fourth. Uh, wow. We beat out, we beat out um, Gatorade. We beat out, um, you know, a bunch of uh, teams. You, you know, big sponsors. You wonder, our athletes did phenomenal, mm -hmm. and we're very proud. But it also got us more notoriety and all that. So it went very well. We we're excited about it. And um, again, it's just a unique way to get Elko's Makers Wanted brand throughout the world, and it's doing very well because of it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. To you know, it's all about branding Elk Grove Village, and we love to showcase the amazing businesses here in our community. Uh, this past year in October, we went on to host our eighth annual expo, our Made in Elk Grove Expo. Uh, last year, sadly, we had to postpone it because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but we were really excited to get back out there this year. Over 500 people attended this year's expo. Uh, usually we get close to 1,000, but we see those numbers going to rise next year as the pandemic kind of resides. Uh, can you talk about, we had some exciting news come to this uh, expo. It was very special. We had an actual Olympic medalist join us at the luncheon to talk in front of all the exhibitors here in Elk Grove. Well, and Nick, you know, when it's going on, the Manufacturing Expo is phenomenal. Again, it really showcased the uniqueness of Elk Grove's business park and what we have to offer. And to be honest, we were all nervous. We thought, man, get 10 people, might get mm -hmm. 20 people, just because people were worried about the pandemic and all that. And to get the turnout we had from the business side, but also from the people attending, was just phenomenal. And probably one of the reasons was tying into the Olympic sponsorship we did, we were able to get the woman that was considered the greatest female athlete in the history of America, the greatest ever, and that was Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Everyone knows the name, everyone remembers what she did, four Olympics, all the medals she won, um, and you know, it was phenomenal. And again, Tynan Makers won it with American-made athlete. And she's a local uh, young lady. She's from East St. Louis, not too far from us in Illinois. And um, she came up and she was absolutely phenomenal. Matter of fact, we, ra we ran the day before a run, jump, and throw event for young people. You know, kids from age 5 to 12. We did it at the high school. And we had an unbelievable turnout. And watching her work with the young people just made you feel your heart couldn't help in doing it. Mm -hmm. And then the next day she comes and works with the biggest businesses around. And the same enthusiasm, the same connection that she had with the young people doing athletics, she had with the business people doing business. Because let's be honest, business is like a competition, just like a track and field meets a competition. And she was able to give some insight, some enthusiasm, and more importantly, some you know push to the business community. Hey, let's get out there. Let's get going. Well, you can do it. You can win. Let's go. So it was a lot of fun. She did a phenomenal job. And I, I know it's a manufacturing expo we're not going to ever forget. Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. Her her story, her life story that she gave yes. to the business community is very motivating. Inspirational. Very inspirational. So aside from all the fantastic events hosted by the Village this past year, we have to give a lot of credit to the businesses that invest in our community. And this year, we almost had a uh, record-breaking year with a 2.86% vacancy rate, meaning almost 98% of our business park, which is almost 5,600 or 5,600 businesses alone, it's almost 98% full. Can you talk about some of the developments that have come to Elk Grove Village this past year? Yeah, I mean, and Nick, you're right, because everyone, I talk to mayors all the time. You know, I talk to neighbor mayors. One town real close to us who relies mainly on retail shopping, mm -hmm. and that they lost almost $20 million. Another town that's just a neighboring community that doesn't have anything particular, they rely, lost $6 million. I just kind of sat there, head down, because we actually grew. We made money last year. Um, and that's because of the uniqueness of our community, our business park. We don't rely on just one sector. 
We are a cross-section of every different kind of business you can imagine. And so when one business is up, another one might be down. Or when one's down, another one's up. So we did well, as we talked about earlier, and they have that kind of low vacancy rate. Like I say, it's record low almost. I mean, it's just, it's just beyond belief that we're doing well. But what's neat is, during this time, we also were expanding. Um, our new tech park really took off during this pandemic time. And may have it's taken off so well, the President of the United States came out just a couple months ago to visit with us, and uh, which was a great honor for to have uh, President Biden here enjoy it. But yeah, we have the new technology park, which is now filled. Um, it's got leases on all of its property, 1.2 million square feet. Uh, Microsoft, which is taking up half of the property, has got their first building pretty much done. There's so many plans for their second of three buildings coming up. So, I mean, it really is neat how this is happening, and it's such uniqueness. That's our high-technology manufacturing park. Just like we talk about manufacturing, talking about the young people learning on new equipment to manufacture, this, these are companies actually using that new manufacturing technique with computers and all the rest. And I mean, it's filled up, I and mean, we got companies from throughout the world, we got companies from Japan, companies from Austria, companies from um, uh, Switzerland, I mean, Germany, I mean, they're all over the place they're coming from. And it's truly what we envision happening. I mean, you know, we got Screen Americas, Bochi, Automation, um, we have Constantino, T5 Data Center, Dexter Magnetics, Microsoft. I mean, it's the who's who of the world of business. And they're here in Oak Grove. And we're not stopping, though. As you know, Nick, we are now the data center capital of the Midwest. Um, with, we got obviously T5 is a data center, Microsoft's huge data center coming. We got other ones throughout the area. We also have another big, the biggest development coming from one location, and that's Prime. Prime has bought the old hotel site that was at the intersection of Bussey and Oakton. Uh, us old time members, the Best Western Midway Border Lodge. And um, they are looking to build, right now, they're going to put in two buildings. We think we may have acquired some property that will allow them to build three buildings which means they can put close to a million square feet wow. of data centers at one location, three stories tall. Most of our data centers are one, maybe two, a few, two stories. This is the first time we're going to have three-story tall buildings. And if that gets done, you're talking, you know, over a billion-dollar investment just in this new prime location, besides the billions over at Microsoft and all the rest. But the beauty is, for the villages, you're talking millions of dollars of revenue to Elk Grove. And people say, well, how do you make money? They're huge electric users. Our electric tax. It's really worth millions of dollars. You add in Microsoft, T5, now Prime coming, that could be close to five to six million dollars a year to this village of new revenue. And it's it, you know, and it's providing a service. People found during this pandemic that cloud, um, data, all that stuff is more in need now than ever before. Because people are working from home. They're on their computers. They're up there searching for websites, all the rest. That takes cloud service availability. And they've got it, and we're going to provide it. So we're doing very well with the new technology, doing very well with everything going on. But, you know, we're not going to sit back. You know that, Nick. You and Josh work your tails off to keep going. Um, I just see bigger and better things coming in the future. So, again, I thank you again for inviting me today, yeah. and I appreciate it. Yeah, Mayor Johnson, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share all the amazing accomplishments from this past year. We're looking forward to next year's episode, and thank you to all our listeners, and tune into our next episode in February of 2022 as we will dive into the trends from industrial real estate professionals. Thank you. 
If you want to learn more about Elk Grove Village's business opportunities, please visit our websites, makerswanted.org and egvbizhub.com. If you have comments or feedback about the show, please send it to us at strictlybizpodcast at gmail.com.